Today is Monday, March 14th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. Here's everything you need to know about Putin's invasion of Ukraine from this past weekend. Yesterday, at least 35 people were killed and 134 were injured in a massive attack only 15 miles from Ukraine's border with Poland. Meanwhile, officials in Mariupol say that they have suffered 22 bombing attacks in one day over the weekend, many of them in residential neighborhoods. Nearly 2,200 people have been killed in Mariupol so far, while the city has no electricity, water, heat, means of communication, and is running out of food. Russian forces have also taken over the city of Melitopol and installed a new mayor after kidnapping the Ukrainian one. The new mayor released a video asking residents in the city of 150,000 people to adjust to the new reality, that's a quote, and end their resistance to the Russian occupation. The dreaded 40-mile convoy that we've been talking about for over a week, which has been stalled and dispersed, now appears to be regrouping for another possible attack on Kiev in the coming days. Right now, it is about 17 miles north of the capital, and I'll obviously keep you posted on it. This past weekend, an American journalist and filmmaker named Brent Renaud was the first American journalist to be killed in Ukraine after Russian forces opened fire on his vehicle. Renaud was an acclaimed and award-winning independent filmmaker who had traveled to cover stories in Iraq, Afghanistan, Haiti, Mexico, Egypt, and Libya, and now Ukraine. Our hearts, of course, go out to his family and loved ones. And in slightly more optimistic news, power has been restored to the Chernobyl power plant, though it remains in Russian hands. So that particular crisis has been averted for now. Off the battlefield, the war in the market rages on as the U.S., the EU and other allies announce that they are revoking Russia's status as an equal trade partner and banned imports on all the good Russian products such as diamonds, vodka and seafood. Billionaires are going to have to get their caviar and diamonds elsewhere. Meanwhile, Disney, Western Union and Goldman Sachs all announced that they're suspending operations in Russia. However, before you go and applaud Goldman Sachs, I should clarify that they are in fact cashing in on the war in Ukraine by using a loophole in the sanctions to sell Russian debt to hedge funds in the U.S. In essence, they're acting as a broker between Moscow and the U.S. and pitching clients in the U.S. on the opportunity to take advantage of Russia's weakened economy by buying their debt at a very low price. You never want to miss an opportunity to cash in while claiming to take the high road, right Goldman? What's next? Disney admitting that they're secretly airdropping MOV files of turning red? Meanwhile, in Russia, the stock market will be closed for the third week in a row. The country has also announced that Instagram will cease to work, with Instagram users in Russia receiving an email from the government telling them to remove their content from Instagram and encourage them to switch to Russia's own competitive internet platforms. (laughs) Unclear what those might be. This comes as Russia announced that they have opened a criminal case into the company Meta after Meta changed their hate speech rules to allow users to call for, quote, death to Russian invaders. Prosecutors asked their court to designate Meta as an extremist organization and created an investigative committee that reports directly to Vladimir Putin. It is not yet clear what the consequences of the investigation will be when Meta is inevitably found guilty. But however ridiculous Putin's committee, he does at least understand the importance of social communications in winning the war, something that both Russia and the U.S. have included in their war strategies. New reporting from The Washington Post found that the White House briefed 30 top TikTok stars via Zoom about the Russian invasion, while reporting from Vice News found that the Kremlin is actually paying Russian TikTok stars to post videos that are pushing pro-Kremlin narratives about the war. 
And yes, this is happening even while TikTok is technically banned in Russia. So I think what's clear here is that the winner in a certain other online war is TikTok, and the loser is Instagram. Missouri may have beaten its own personal record for cruelty in the forced birth category. Last week, a legislative panel in Missouri considered a bill that would make it illegal for women to get an abortion, even if they suffer from life-threatening complications from an ectopic pregnancy. For those who are neither moms nor pregnancy curious, an ectopic pregnancy is a complication that happens when a fertilized egg grows outside of the uterus, often in the fallopian tube. This cannot lead to a viable pregnancy, but it can cause potentially fatal internal bleeding if it is not treated. In other words, with a procedure that would be categorized as an abortion. You see, this is what happens when you combine pro-life and anti-science. There is yet another new COVID variant on the block that scientists are now keeping their eye on. It is a subvariant of Omicron known as BA2. It was first discovered in November, and it is more transmissible than the OG Omicron, which is scientifically known as BA1, but it is not yet causing a new surge in the U.S., and epidemiologists actually doubt that it will cause another surge, partly because the vaccines work against it, and it doesn't appear to be more severe than the first Omicron variant. However, it is unclear if epidemiologists will turn out to be right, because the variant is doubling in the state of New York just as mask mandates are being lifted. Also, Barack Obama tested positive for COVID yesterday. He reported that his symptoms are a scratchy throat and that he's feeling fine, while Michelle tested negative. See, even COVID knows not to fuck with Michelle. And finally, New York State has a new plan to distribute licenses to the first retail sellers of recreational marijuana. Governor Kathy Hochul announced that the first licenses will go to people who have been convicted of marijuana-related offenses or whose family members have been. $200 million has also been proposed in the state budget to support new marijuana business owners, and the measure is likely to pass in April. Overall, half of all marijuana-related licenses in New York are earmarked for women, minorities, distressed farmers, veterans, and individuals who have lived in communities disproportionately impacted by the drug war. So, like, when are these stores opening? Thank you for listening to The Morning Announcements. If you are enjoying this show, you can now rate it five stars on Spotify or leave me a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any review you leave means so much to me and to the growth of the show. And if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy and it really makes you laugh, feel free to share it on your Instagram story, tag at Sammy, tag at Sup, and I will do my best to share them. And as always, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, links to source articles are in the show notes. Or you can tune into the Betches Sup podcast where we go more in depth on these topics daily. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. 